They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the mic. Moody on the mic back for another week. It's another Group 1 edition, of course, Group 1 racing in Brisbane this weekend. The Adelaide Carnival's wrapped up. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me as they always do, Peter Moody, whose podcast is, so clearly that's why he's here. Uh, Anthony Mithen and the resident Rain Man, Tom Hackett. Moods, I've got to start with you because you obviously last week, you, well, you, you're back, I can see you're at home this week. Last week, you were up there in sunny Cairns on the balcony of, uh, of a hotel near the beach and, and you were going to a Bulls Masters function. I'll tell you what, I would have thought you might have been spruiking it on social media, but lo and behold, your pick pops up on none other than Adam Gilchrist's Instagram. What are you talking to Gilly about? Just who's the better wicketkeeper? Of course, South Belgrave star behind the stumps you were. I was uh, a little bit gobsmacked, uh, to be quite honest, Rog. I had uh, Ian Healy on my left and Adam Gilkist on my right uh, sitting down having lunch on Thursday and uh, and Alan Border sitting across from me. And uh, uh, it certainly became public knowledge very quickly where I was because then we had Rain Man uh, going on radio with uh, Heels and uh, um, I'm trying to think who the other one was, Paddy Welsh, the next morning and told and told the world where I was. So I had my annual three days off uh, out of the, the Melbourne Cool, and uh, it was a very enjoyable trip. And it was a remembering Roy Tourer in remembrance of, of the great Andrew Simons, who we lost last year. And, uh, and uh, no, it was, it was a touching tribute to Roy and uh, a great day had by all. And I heard from Ian Healy and Paddy Welsh that Mood was best on ground at the Thursday lunch, and there were some heavy hitters at that lunch as well. So uh, well played to Mood. So he came out with uh, he was given a ten out of ten by none other than the great Ian Healy. Uh, well, I, uh, I I did have a dip, but I can tell you what, uh, getting the best on ground medal, uh, I think I was a long way short of that. Uh, there were some seasoned campaigners amongst the team. Uh, <laughs> The Friday morning backup was a greater concern We had when we had a little bus trip from Cairns through to Port Douglas and we stopped into the Dan Murphy's at about 9.15 Friday morning uh, just to have a little nightcap before we were on our way to lunch on Friday. But uh, no, it was, it was a great time, uh, very enjoyable in, in great company. Adam Gilchrist is a dead set better stayer than Maccabi Deeper, so he would have done a reasonable job uh, keeping up with him, I would have thought. Uh, yes, he uh, he belies his uh, sort of quietness, Gilly. He, uh, he's a smiling assassin, uh, sits there, takes it all in and then puts foot to the floor. Uh, very well played by him, I must say. We know PG Moody has a great liking for his mid-strength <laughs> 4X goal um, and... He was clearly on the heavy zone on Saturday because I got the phone call about eight o'clock, Rain Man and Rog. Um, he was walking the streets of Cairns uh, looking for someone to talk to. In fact, it it wasn't just me he was talking to. He was sort of seemed to be wa- walking and talking, having various conversations with people he wandered past in the street. And um, in between time, keeping himself amused on the phone to me. And um, I said to him yesterday, I said, uh, "Gee, how'd you finish up Saturday night? Because you'd been for a long lunch and you were." You were walking in the pub when you spoke to me. Did I speak to you? <laughs> he said. <laughs> I don't think there was much recollection of the conversation, Petey. But I can tell you that you did drop your training fees for me and me only to 100 bucks a day. So I'm very pleased about that. So um, uh, um, uh, our, our accounts team have been in touch. He must have been pretty pissed if he voluntarily spoke to you, Mitho. <laughs> Normally, I think 99 times out of 100, it's you calling moods. <laughs> and not only that, dropping the training fees for a bloke who's uh, just sold a, 
a, a horse for 1.3 million at the broodmare sales and one that he bought for 27 grand i'd be upping the training fees moves i think that might have been more the gas for the, the you know the, the crux of the conversation where i was discussing uh fees will probably have to rise as i haven't risen them for quite a few years i think anthony might have missed that bit of conversation <laughs> i might have been talking to someone in the streets and offering to train one for a hundred dollars a day <laughs> yeah, there was uh, no, there was. It was. It's been. I'm up at the Gold Coast, as uh, you can perhaps hear in the background with the uh, the sail uh, idling away. Um, and it's been uh, yeah, an exciting couple of days for um, everyone uh, involved. A massive day of selling uh, Magic Millions, uh, the um, the race filly section on. Um, uh, Tuesday, I forgot what day it is, but uh, Tuesday yesterday, and promise of success, promise of success lived up to her name. She was successful on the track and successful in the ring, selling for 1.35 million. And I'm going to have the uh, indignity of having to watch her race in someone else's colours on Saturday against a couple of our fillies uh, in the last uh, there in Brisbane. So um, we'll uh, we'll be tipping something other than promise of success to to in the get out stakes in Brisbane on Saturday. Like I mentioned at the top, the South Australian Carnival has wrapped up for another year and it was another uh, win to Ma and Eustace. Ma, Eustace and Mickey D moods, they just um, they don't know how not to win these big races the way they're going at the moment. No, the, the team have had a massive South Australian Carnival. They won the three of the four group ones in the Goodwood, the Robert Sangster and the Oaks and uh, a narrow second in the Derby, uh, which they just missed. And, uh, you know, we've become to expect that from the Ma, Eustace, Juggernaut to be quite honest, but I, I think the massive um, leap forward has been from uh, Mickey, Mickey D, who we see take his first rides in Hong Kong this, uh, this evening, today being Wednesday, of course. Afternoon, uh, six group ones for the season. Uh, he's had a hell of a upward spiral the last couple of years uh, and is riding up a storm and uh, certainly wishing him uh, all the best. Uh, he goes to Hong Kong for the latter part of the season. And I would suggest uh, with the lightening of the Hong Kong ranks uh, through suspension, injury and people moving on, uh, it wouldn't take a lot from Michael to probably secure a long-term unbelievable form. Ma Eustace, only one win behind Chris Waller and James Cummings in the Group 1 uh, Championship. So uh, Queensland Winter Carnivals are going to be interesting on a few fronts uh, over the next few weeks uh, as, as Kieran and Dave attempt to dethrone uh, the Waller stable, uh, I would suggest for probably leading Group 1 stable over the last decade, I reckon for sure. Rayman, in terms of the riders, when you when you look at them, where they're placed in the country, obviously, as far as this podcasting is concerned, J-Max number one. Where does Mickey D rank for you? you you're a you're a, a connoisseur of Australian racing? Yeah, I think Mickey D, as, as Mood said, it's been a, a rapid rise. I think Mickey D would be comfortably in my top 10 now. But if you asked me the question uh, 12 months ago, two years ago, I don't think he would have been anywhere near it. But you look at he's he's become a big race performer. He's getting, and it's not like he's getting uh, the plum rides in these group ones either. If you look at the group ones he's won so far this season, he's been winning them at, at big prices, at very big prices. Uh, he won the Victoria uh, Victoria Derby on a $25 shot at the double figure odds in the Goodwood the other day as well. So uh, if you look at the, the wins above market expectation for Mickey D in these group one races so far this season, I'd, I'd, I'd think it'd be comfortably, comfortably be, the, the best in the country. Like we know J-Mac, he, he rides plenty of Group 1 winners, but he gets the best opportunities. And you can say the same thing for for jockeys like Hugh Bowman and uh, even Jamie Carr as well. But Mickey D is just getting these opportunities and making the most of them. So uh, all credit to him. And it, it's great to see him get that stint in Hong Kong. And I think a bit like the Ma used to stable, 
uh, with Mickey D. They're winning their group ones with a wide array of horses, uh, not the same horses buttering up, you know, every second week during a Sydney or a Melbourne carnival. And and for D to be riding for the likes of uh, Ma Eustace and Waller significantly in group ones, you know, and uh, the Ma Eustace team, I listen, no doubt there probably is one there, but I can't recall a dual group one winner for them. They've been... Uh, They've been winning races, I'd suggest, nearly every group one's nearly with a different horse, and that's great credit to them for that also. And, yeah, and Mickey, no knock on J-Mac but, or, or the coming stables. You know, you know, six or seven of their winners have come out of one horse in Enemo, uh, which is phenomenal on their behalf. But, uh, you know, to, to, to do it, varying stables, varying horses, I think lends a lot to their credence. And I reckon one of our other Moody on the Mic jockeys will probably be a little bit taken back, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, obviously, we're hoping and praying that the great Jay Carr climbs back into the saddle soon. And uh, you quickly jumped to J-Max defence there, Rog. And uh, I might ask you to be the person to arrange an interview with Jay Carr uh, a little bit later in the season when we need uh, her to get on the show as well. That's all right. As long as she doesn't listen, she won't know. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Just to change tack a little bit, because Mitho, I know that you've got to go, uh, you've got to go buy some mares or sell some mares or whatever, but um, I had an email at, um, at moodymailbag at gmail.com and it was from our old mate Mark Sweeney, no relation to my wife right then, but um, who, there was the one who, who did famously claim that Mitho was a man of the people after meeting him at Stradbroke last year um, and he just emailed in, the bought. Yep, yep. The boys, the five of us, are making our yearly pilgrimage to the Stradbroke from Perth and Melbourne. We hope to see Mitho, man of the people, in brackets, and maybe we'll be able to wave to the rain man in his ivory tower. Does the great man, does the great man Moods have any long-term bets for Straddy Day that the boys can cheer home and then shout Moods some Forex golds or even a sugarcane champagne, aka Bundy? Well, I don't, I don't know whether you would, Moods. Rain Man's probably more likely to have a long-term play for... Uh, for the Stradbroke, unless you want to chime in there with one move. Yeah, well, I've, I've still got uh, my mere chain of lightning uh, geared towards the Stradbroke. We, we've got the weights and order of entry this week. She's in with 52 kilos. Linda Meach booked a ride. Uh, she's down to number 31 in the order of entry, but I think with natural attrition, she's probably nearly borderline of gaining a start, and she'll have a trial next uh Tuesday before her and probably stablemate Burton probably look to fly up. Burton will probably take his place in a three-year-old listed race at Eagle Farm on the third. And Chain of Lightning uh, probably leads into the Stradbroke on the on the tenth. So, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to have a small presence uh, amongst uh, some of the big heavy hitters up there in Queensland over the next few weeks. And obviously, we've got Fame engaged in the Derby this Saturday. So. Chain of lightning, God give us strength. We need a bit of rain uh, and uh, we're looking forward to having a crack at the Stradbroke in a few weeks' time. And if the boys, uh, if they can find a market on the Dane Ripper, um, I'm going to uh, need to depart and head back to the sale ring shortly. But uh, Salatine is Rosemont's uh, best bet of the weekend each way at about 15 bucks in the Ladbrokes market in the last race. Um, 
to beat Sneaky Five and uh, also promises success. And she is absolutely low flying, Miss Mayor. 15 bucks is way overs for Saturday's race. And um, Tony Gollan was hoping to sneak her into the Stradbroke if she'd got a run last week in the win it and you're in it race, but uh, didn't quite come off for her and she didn't get a start because it was uh, hotly contested and hotly nommed. And um, we were we were down, down the ranking order. So she'll take her place in the Dane Ripper on Stradbroke Day. So if you can find a little market for the Dane Ripper, have something each way, sell team before Saturday because she'll win on Saturday. Right, man, what do you got going into Stradbroke Day? I'll be enjoying Stradbroke Day in the in new Ladbrokes Lounge at Eagle Farm, which will open this Saturday, this Saturday for the first time for Ladbrokes Queensland. AKA Day. the Ivory Tower. Yes, and I'll be with the people down on the lawn. Yeah, me and Moods will be up there in the uh, the Ladbrokes Lounge on Stradbroke Day, and we'll wave to Mytho from uh, our <laughs> premium vantage point. But if you're looking for one, and the Stradbroke handicap picture will change on Sunday after the running of the Kingswood Smith Cup, which we will look at later in the show. But a horse I'll be talking about in the Kingswood Smith Cup that I've always pegged as my Stradbroke horse is Valana for Godolphin, currently $15 to Stradbroke's always been its target. I think it's a really good bet in the Stradbroke at the moment. And one, another one that goes around on Saturday at a big price in the JJ Atkins, the Ladbrokes JJ Atkins, Australia's best two-year-old race. Uh, you're getting a big price at the moment for a horse called the King, $51. Didn't have much luck last start. Team Snowden trained. Hopefully it's staying to peak at the right time. It'll run well on Saturday and then hopefully go into the JJ Atkins as a genuine winning chance. Good stuff, Raymond. Well, and obviously we are heading, usually the Stradbroke is our final episode of uh, our sort of first season of a year. And then we come back uh, heading into the Memsey in August. Now we've got a, a trip to Darwin, as we've mentioned, worked in. We're going to do a live show up there. But we might do, if we get enough interest, we might do a, a, a listener mailbag episode like we did last year. Um, so if you do have any questions, hit up moodymailbag at gmail.com, moodymailbag at gmail.com. Fire through some questions for us. Uh, if we get enough interest, we might do a listener uh, listener questions episode that uh, covers us during that break. But um, if no one has enough um, interest to ask us to get any questions, we won't. And and we can probably start rewarding some of the interesting questions with some Moody on the Mic merch when uh, Rain Man uh, gets it finalised with the graphics team there at... Uh, oh, oh. At- I do have an update. The design has been submitted today, just uh, a few hours ago. Um, obviously, this is a uh, an audio medium, so I can't share the design. But let fast horses run fast is very heavily featured, and uh, you'll know you've you've spotted a Moody on the mic listener when you see the, the punters and our listeners strutting around to the new Moody on the mic merch coming very very soon. Ooh, race seven's about to jump. What do we reckon, lads? Hmm, a guy in the community says he's keen on the ruffy. Do we trust him? Well, his username is. I'm a real big stats guy. Say no more. Connect, banter and follow tips with a community of like-minded punters only in Ladbroke's communities. Ladbroke it. T's and C's apply and available on website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Well, welcome back. And during the break, uh, Mythos had a $12 winner at sale that he didn't tip us into, trained by Clayton Douglas, who uh, gave him a phone call uh, during said break. And just a word of note that if you do see Clayton around the traps anytime soon, ask him to buy you a beer. Uh, now, let, <laughs> you were recording through the break uh, there, Rog, so you probably... It was, but you know. I'll do the right thing that um, given, oh. given Clayton didn't know we were recording, it's illegal to put that uh, to air, so yeah, we'll just let that run through to the keeper. I but think if you do see Clayton... He's a friend of ours. Get him, get him to buy you a beer. Uh, let's move on. Like we said, it is Group 1 racing this weekend. We're going to kick it off um, 
with the Fred Best, the Group 3, uh, Rayman, and what is the market doing for the Fred Best Classic? This is a really important race, Rog, because as Mood touched on earlier with Chain of Lightning, getting into the Stradbroke Handicap is very, very competitive. I think it's one of the hardest Group 1 races uh, to get horses into, uh, especially when you're down the bottom of the weights. And horses like Yellow Brick and Hawaii 5.0, they're both very high up in the market in the Stradbroke. But if they don't win the Fred Best Classic on Saturday, they are no certainties to get into the Stradbroke Handicap field. So this race will have big bearings on the Stradbroke Handicap and the Stradbroke Handicap market. And they are the two favourites. Yellow Brick, $2.70 with Labrokes at the moment. Good early push for Hawaii 5.0, $3.30. Zoo Tiger on the third line of betting at $7. And those three horses absolutely dominate the market. The next best is Seven Vales at $18. And I think this is a, a raise the market has got right. Yellow Brick is the sort of a, one of the already become a very popular cult horse in Queensland, but does have the, the upside to turn into a genuine Group 1 horse. Uh, returned to the races the other day with a, a really good win in the Gold Coast Guineas. Beat Lady Laguna. Lady Laguna came out and ran well again last week. So the form has well and truly been franked. Uh, and if it does get into the Strawberry Candy Cup, uh, Yellow Brick, it will be a genuine contender. But you can say the exact same thing about Hawaii 5-0 for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Last start winner uh, at Hawkesbury. A horse with a, an upward spiral, improving every time it, it's seen at the races. So I'm really looking forward to the clash between these two horses. And if one of these two horses does win the Fred Best Classic on Saturday, they'll go into the Strudbrook Handicap as a very, very strong winning chance. Of course, we saw with Ayrton a couple of years ago, he was a red-hot favourite for the Fred Best and for the Stradbroke and then didn't win and then didn't get into the Stradbroke. So, uh, like you said, Raymond, it is a very important race for, the, uh, race for those down in the weights. A tough race here, many chances I thought. And I've gone a little bit left field. I've gone with Zoo Tiger. Look, below his best last start, but um, on that heavy eight in reasonable company, I think it was forgivable. Prior to that, um, he's been really consistent. He doesn't win much, and that's a concern. Uh, so, you know, his non-winningness, yes, concerns me. But the fact is he's paying 7 bucks, and I think if he can actually find some ticker, um, we might see the best of Zoo Tiger this weekend. So I'm going to have a little bit of a dabble on it at $7. But I found it a very tough race. I found a winner at a better price than that, Rog. Um, I reckon Fashion Legend can run a massive race here. Now, I know I'm invested Why is that? Here, but, uh, oh, you might have well, played it, yeah. Well, yeah, but he's a good horse and he's constantly underrated in the market and constantly goes out and gives them a little bloody pizzling. So um, second up, he's never been beaten. He's second up on Saturday. Um, I think he won the Magic Million second up, didn't he, Rayman? So, um, Correct. Beat, beat Yellow Brick in doing so. Yeah. I, I mean, at 20, what is he, 26, 30 bucks? 26, what do you got him in the market? 20. Twenty-six dollars to win, six dollars to place at the moment with my yeah, that, that that that's crazy. That is a crazy price about a horse with his record. And if you know, let 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 the let the bookies underrate horses and let the punters on and and take the cash. So fashion legend at twenty-six bucks, six bucks a place. You, you you've got to be involved there in some way, shape, or form each way. Fashion legend. Yeah, well, I think Mitho's done a good job here finding fashion legend. I, I certainly wouldn't disagree. I, I just thought maybe the barrier draw lends itself to Yellow Brick getting a slightly more economical run, but not significantly. And uh, I think if you if you wrap the top two around any multiples in the race, I'm two from one, but neither would surprise. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be value if you can, if you, can uh, you know, have a multiple here because, uh, you know, it's nearly a... 
uh, it's nearly a pineapple race. And like you say, Rain Man said, like these horses will be primed for this race. Uh, nearly every one of them is in acceptance for the Stradbroke handicap to uh, to gain a start there in the win and you're in. And uh, it is very log jammed at the bottom of that uh, Stradbroke handicap field to get in. So I'm two from one, uh, but uh, not many knocks there. Uh, you know, Hawaii 5-0 atmosphere, they bring that Hawksbury Guineas form up. Uh, Zoo Tiger, you know, we we're tipping him to win the round with Guineas a few runs ago and the likes of those races. So uh, that you can nearly make a case for most of these. And then, uh, you know, even down the bottom, you've got a Kiwi there, Taziri Air, uh, you know, unbeaten as well. So you just don't know how good they are and you know how good these horses are when they travel across the ditch. One of the great moments um, in Queensland Derby history was when myself and Ray Man were, were there with Moods the day that Mr Quickie got home, unfortunately. Mitha, you might have been at the track. I think we were with you the night before. Yeah, um, but uh, it was a great moment. Mr. Quickie, one of our favourites here on the podcast, now retired, of course. But uh, Moods has got a chance to win another Queensland Derby, this time as a trainer this weekend, Rayman. But he's going to have a tough task against a pretty hot favourite in Kovalika. Yeah, one of the shortest price favourites in the history of the Ludbrokes Queensland Derby is Kovalika. No one missed his run last week in the Doom and Cup, went third behind Hutier and Numerian, who I have learned to say, whose name I've learned to say this week. Beat home Zaki, who uh, I think both Mitho and Moods did tip. Who won the Doom Cup? Who? Uh, you tipped the winner, Raj, but we're going to move on pretty quickly from that. Kovalika, the dominant favourite. Outside of Kovalika, the best back runner in the race. Coming off Moe and wins at Moe and Kitan is fame for Peter Moody. $51 into $21. The only horse they want to beat Kovalika. Uh, outside of that, promises kept is $7. Special Sway, $9. The Vows, $13. Really good piece on Labroke social media channels and the hub about the Vows and his group of owners. A very, very interesting ownership group. And you can find out why he's called the Vows uh, if you go to the Labroke social media channels. But... In all seriousness, Kovalika does look very, very well placed here. Has always had Queensland Derby written all over it. When it stormed home to finish third at uh, Randwick during the during the championships, we sort of said, "There's your Queensland Derby horse," and uh, it hasn't really it hasn't done much wrong since. Did have the foot abscess, which saw it miss the Ludbrokes Rough Habit plate, but obviously has caused it no issues because he was outstanding last week in the Doom and Cup. And if he repeats that effort, it's very tough to see him getting beaten. So he's a deserving of his status as a $1.70 favourite. If you're looking for one to uh, add to your exotics outside of fame, who I'm really interested in hearing Mood's thoughts on, but I think he's drawn poorly, but Andalus, uh, who was second in the New Zealand Derby, $31 to win, 60-50 the place with Ludbrokes, uh, was second in the Queens and the New Zealand Derby. That form has stuck up pretty well. Was uh, certainly not disgraced when seventh in the Australian Derby either. We know that the Queensland Derby is generally a little bit of a step back from the Australian Derby. So if you're looking one for your exotics, Andalus there at $31. But Kovalika is going to be mighty tough to beat for Chris Waller. Well, that was the question I was actually going to ask you, Rayman, was whether it was the Doom and Cup the Kovalika target or was the Queensland Derby? Because uh, if it's the Queensland Derby, then yes, he is... Absolutely hard to go past. The Dooman Cup was only there because he missed the run in the Ludbrokes Rough Habit. So this this race, was, the Dooman Cup was virtually a barrier trial for the Ludbrokes Queensland Derby, and it was a, a pretty impressive barrier trial. Right. Well, I'm going to change tack a bit. If that's the case, then uh, the seventy might look value you uh, for too long. It's a, unless um, I didn't mind. I think we've got to respect the SA Derby form, and that's sort of uh, uh, around promises kept and, to a lesser extent, Aberfeldy boy. I don't mind... Promises kept as a bit of an each way chance uh, if you do want to back around that dollar seventy favourite, but um, 
Yeah, unless Moods is going to um, talk me into fame um, at at big price, then uh, then I'm probably going to have to side with Kovalika. Listen, there's no doubt in the world Kovalika would have been aimed wholly and solely at this race. He's owned by a couple of heavy hitters up there in Queensland, the Morgan and Divine families, and Chris Waller. He has made the Queensland Carnival his own the last decade or so. He's run in the Wake Forage Newman Cup. You know, that's far and away the superior form coming into this race. And unless he's got a hangover from the seven-day backup, he is a very deserved short-price favourite. My horse Fame comes off a couple of restricted runs in Victoria where he's won his last two. The reason we're having a throw at the stumps is probably away from the favourite. Um, you know, the form of most of the others in the race probably isn't a hell of a lot better than provincial form in saying that. But with respect, the horses uh, like the Mar Eustace train promises kept his second in the South Australian Derby. I actually found Andalus, you might remember, going back a good while in the ATC Derby as the horse to beat. And he ran into a very, very heavy track. Stephen Marsh has obviously left him over there with John O'Shea post that race. I see he's had a couple of trials at Rarewick. And we saw uh, there a few uh, with the, the Paddy Payne horse uh, a couple of months between runs uh, in winning uh, the South Australian Derby. So John O'Shea looking to do something similar, not quite the, the time frame, but not too far off it uh, with this horse. So I think Kovalika, he's the horse to beat. Uh, hoping and praying that fame continues to improve on his upward spiral because I think he comes into the race with a nice each-way chance if he gets luck from a midfield draw. Let's move on to the Group 1 Kingsford Smith Cup. Uh, I know you said uh, a couple of weeks ago you would have loved to have seen Giga Kick stick around and take this one on, and he would have been a pretty short price favourite. Ray Man, he's not there. Um, and what is the market doing in the absence of the Great One? Yeah, the absence of Giga Kick means this is one of the best betting races of Stradbroke season to date and probably will be the best betting race of the entire carnival. You can make a case for just about every horse in this field. Think about it. Another horse that's right there at the top of Stradbroke Handicap betting is the favourite, but an early easing favourite, $4.20 out to $5. Rothfire, the victory stakes winner, $6.50. A case of you, $7. King of Sparta, $8. Converge, $9. Valana, $11. Eduardo, $12. Pulele, $12. It's an outstanding race. It's a really competitive race. And there's certainly not a, a horse in this race that I would probably talk you out of backing. I think it's a, a really competitive field, and you can make a case for a few of them. But there's one horse right there at the top of the field that I've started to warm to uh, this afternoon, and it is the old boy, Nature Strip's old sparring partner, Eduardo. $12 to win, $3.90 the place. We saw him first up in the challenge stakes, finished second behind Passive Aggressive, only narrowly beaten. The horse that finished third behind Eduardo that day was Giga Kick. We know what Giga Kick has gone on to do since. He flopped in the Galaxy, but it's been freshened up for this race. We know how well he runs fresh. And I think Joe Pride has really targeted this race. He has scratched Eduardo from the Doom in 10,000, focused all his energy here on the Kingsford Smith Cup. Nash Riller in the saddle. Nash only knows one way to ride Eduardo. That's bang on the, sp on the speed, letting a fast horse run fast. So I've really warmed to Eduardo uh, in the last two hours. I think he's a good bet at the $12 that wins three ninety. the place. I like Valana. He's still my Stradbroke handicap horse. He's drawn a bit sticky. It's going to be, uh, it'll need to be one of J-Mac's best, but he's a horse I think has been set for the Stradbroke handicap. And he, I think we can expect to see a big improvement here from Valana. He's $11. And Pulele, $12 to win. He wasn't beaten far in the victory stakes last start. He's certainly not the most consistent horse in the world, Pulele, but he can spike a big rating on his day. And his best form is definitely good enough to, to win this race. I think he'll get back. I think Ben Mellon will be looking to replicate his ride on uh, on him when he won the Winterbottom Stakes. He came from the tail of the field, stormed home late, 
to finish over the top of them. I think he'll be looking to replicate that on Saturday in what could be the final start of his career before he goes to start. So I'll be backing three, Eduardo, Volana and Pulele, but Eduardo on top for me. It would be great to see the old boy win another group one in Queensland. Well, I'm sticking fat with the Queenslanders, Rain Man. Uh, you know, disappointed gig kick's not there, but um, I think it's a, another last start winner who we should be looking at, and that is Rothfire. Uh, he is back, baby. And whilst uh, he's not one at 1,300, he has a 12 and 14, so it's a bit of an anomaly. They're level weights, informed horse, decent barrier, $7 and $2.50 Rothfire. I think that is an each-way bet if ever I've seen one. So uh, I'm going with Robbie Heathcote and sticking with the Queenslander. Yeah, well, I was with Rothfire last start, and he showed plenty of courage to win, obviously, with Nash Willer in the saddle that day, and Nash bounces back onto his old mate Eduardo, so I've certainly got to respect that, but I think there's probably a more sentimental attachment there. Um, Eduardo first up at the 1300. Uh, he, he is the class horse and the ratings horse of the race, so great respect there. I reckon he's stable, mate, think about it, even though it's a massive climb in the handicaps for him coming from... Uh, you know, not restricted races, group, group three races, um, up to weight for age. Is he Has he taken that step yet? He is he, arguable uh, also, but uh, good sprint field, uh, a bit like the Fred Best, uh, a few uh, trying to sneak their way into the race as well. Um, a hell of a race, but I'm going to stick with Rothfire. I thought he might just have the fitness edge on Eduardo. I reckon he's drawn to get a run just behind the speed, which will be very solid here. Yeah, and I think he'll run very well. But very interested to see how think about it, the stable mate of the great Eduardo runs. So I think you've got, uh, we've lost Mitho at the sales there, and I think you've got a list of his tips, Rog. Yes, yes. So he was with Kovalika uh, in the Derby, and he's with Rothfire here in the Kingsford Smith. So for all those uh, one or two people that are worried about Mitho's tips, uh, there they are. And I've got his best bet coming up after the break. Hey lads, a guy in the community says he's keen on the Ruffy in race 7. Do we trust him? Well, his username is Big Stats Guy. Say no more. Connect with a community of like-minded punters only in Labrox communities. T's and C's apply and available on website. You win some, you lose more. Okay, let's go to the best bets. Um, I'm not sure how all you blokes did last week, but um, I went okay. Um, our Mitho's best bet, I'll get straight into that before we go to you, Rayman. Um, Rosemont's best, Salatine, as he alluded to earlier in the last of Brisbane each way, to beat the Yulong, the now Yulong known promise of success. Rayman, where are you headed? I'm headed to Eagle Farm on Saturday, Rog. Race three, number three, Serpentine, a horse that is an English derby winner. Took a while to uh, acclimatise to Australia. Uh, failed the fire in the Melbourne Cup last year. But now with Gabe Waterhouse and Adrian Bodden, and it only beat a small field uh, in its first start of last preparation at Eagle Farm. But it, it beat a horse called Calipore, who it races again today. But it meets that horse significantly better at the race. And Calipore has come out and won again since. So I think Serpentine is a horse that... Doesn't have uh, a huge acceleration, but he's just a, a good old-fashioned stayer, perfectly suited to the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott stable. Go forward with Tim Clark in the saddle, and we'll just, I think, grind these other stayers into the ground. Uh, it's race three, number three, Serpentine. You're getting $3.90 with Ludbrokes at the moment. We've lined up a few times uh, over the season, Roman, and I was going to go Serpentine, and then I aborted. And then I was going to go to one of the ones we lined up with successfully last time, which was Katsu, but then it's up against Invincible Caviar, so there was no way I could do that. So I've actually gone, just going back to Bali, just done exactly what I did last week, pinstripes. 
saluted for me last week. I'm going straight back to the well. Tough competition. Gunstock's there and his favourite. But his yeah, last two wins uh, for Pinstripe over the mile, he, he has run time. And um, I'm a bit surprised there's such a discrepancy in the, in the market between he and also Gunstock. Obviously, his best is at the mile. And this is 1,800 metres on the quick backup. But I reckon EJ's got him going great guns here. Uh, I'll take a bit of the 450 on offer for Pinstripe. That's Sandown, race eight, number one. And and what a terrific race that is for an out-of-season meeting, you would suggest, that Sandown on Saturday when the likes of Gunstock and uh, Pinstripe do battle there. So it's certainly going to be an interesting end of proceedings at Sandown. Really looking forward to watching that. The little boutique stable, a uh, few runners around the place this weekend. little interesting one, and we touched on it. You touched on it earlier, Rog, uh, when we won the Queensland Derby with Mr Quickie a few years back. Well, at Cranbourne on Friday evening, in the Rosemont Red Silks, we have Mr Quickie's younger sister in race one, number four, Quickster. She has a first run at the races in a two-year-old filly's maiden 1,300 metres. Only a small field, but I like this filly. Um, I haven't had a look at the race at all quality-wise. The four first starters and one that's had a couple of noughts there. But uh, she'll be interesting to watch. Uh, I think she's shown nice ability. And race two at Cranber, just to follow up moods, we've got another debutante, this time a half-sister to the Great Winks. Out of deep in, uh, by deep impact, out of Vegas showgirl, City of Lights goes around in race two. So a couple of very well-related horses going around early at Cranber on Friday night. No, no, it will be interesting. And in race three, Rain Man, I also have another first starter, uh, the English-bred Suffolk star first up at a mile. So... uh, he creates a little bit of interest for our stables as well. So certainly an interesting evening there at Cranbourne on Friday evening. So let's hope the weather holds. We get a bit of nice weather uh, leading into that. Then we head across to Sandown on Saturday. Uh, the stable, we've got a, a few runners there. Um, I'm just working down my list. Race two, number one, Cotel. Drawn very wide. Uh, I'll have to have a good look at the race. Not totally convinced she will take a place there, but... Uh, she's the top runner there on ratings, so just a little bit undecided uh, of whether she'll take a place. Horse that I think will really bounce back to form this week, race four, number two, Do Your Punk. He's got his foot on the till, this horse. He's in good order. His work on Tuesday was very, very pleasing. And another curveball I'm going to throw out, oh, race five, uh, I say another one there, Powerful Eagle, been racing good and consistent, the twelve can certainly run well and be amongst the money again. Uh, Invincible Caviar, she's probably the most interesting runner of mine this weekend. She takes on a pretty hot little field uh, for her first throw at the stumps in a black type race, the Ballasbury Stakes over a 1,000 metres, and uh, takes on Katsu, who's been in scintillating form. Uh, but both uh, Invincible Caviar and Katsu are well off the top in the ratings here, so it'll be interesting to see how they measure up taking on the stakes performed Pintoff and Esther LaRocca, but really looking forward to getting her up to this level and giving her, her a chance. And another one at odds I think can run well and bounce back the form is race eight, number six, lucky decision. Third up at the mile, blinkers reapplied, and I'm thinking he can run extremely well also. So a bit of a mixed bag uh, across the board. My best for the weekend punters will be back in race four at Sandown, number two, do your punk. I think he'll bounce right back to form. I think he's in good order. Any odds there, Rain Man? 
$8 at the moment, Mood. So you've got a few runners at shorter prices, but that's a good push for the punters to do your punk. Yeah, so really looking forward to seeing a couple of mine try and bounce back to the form, do your punk, lucky decision. I reckon they'll both be double each way odds, but the pick of mine for the weekend, race four, number two, do your punk. Good racing, Queensland's day in the sunshine. They're starting to warm up. Stradbroke Carnival certainly up and running now. So good luck, good punting, and let fast horses run fast. Broken. Got him, got him off the bed here. Back behind them, Cecil Street Lad, but the front runner, Epic Center, approaching the 200 meters from Rain Lord, the outside. Then go on. Sensation, Epic Center, 100 to go from Rain Lord. Epic Center has done it all in front. Good boy. I'm sorry. I would have backed it if I'd seen that because I love Epic Center. The gap then to Ocean Reward, Cecil Street Lad. I'm cheeky and stay in touch. Pissed in. Beautiful. Clayton Douglas delivers again. 690. What did Clayton Douglas do? Trying to win a fight. Oh, Epic, oh. Epic Center just got up to 12s. And Mitho didn't tell us about it. Oh. Did that first starter brother to duel or whatever win? No, it hit the front and then, I don't know what happened. Here's Clayton here. Hang on. I'm just recording the show. I didn't have a bet, but I'm re- I'm, I'm recording, the, and the boys are blueing because I, I I was watching on my phone recording on the iPad, and I said, oh, I, I had a bet. I you, had a thousand on him. Oh, what? 